can use me as an example for a candy addiction. You are listening to a production of the Toll Network, home of fighting analysis. I'm Matthew, I'm an Ultraman noob, and I am here to discuss SSSS.Gridman. This is going Ultra 11, cornered. Overall thoughts on episode 11 of SSSS Gridman <laughs> Decisive Battle. Um, I really liked it. Uh, I uh, oh, Actually, I'm not going to have a lot to say this episode because it mostly feels like a lot of setup for what's to come. There were some questions answered. There were some uh, positive, or not positive, there were some connections made to things uh, from previous episodes, and uh, I don't know, it just felt... Uh, Felt good. So, scale terrible to great. It was a really good episode. Um, it's definitely got me waiting for the next one, but you know, it didn't uh, falter to stand on its own two feet. Uh, overall, the story of this episode was uh, pretty intriguing. Uh, there were, like I said, there were a lot of things that I'll I'll go into a little more later. And the setting, uh, I like that the setting has started to be deconstructed. Uh, we've known for a while now that this is not the real world. Ever since that uh, that puppet. Uh, Sky Kaiju, the anti-maid, um, and we got to go see up in, you know, past the clouds or whatever, uh, there was this digital landscape, and uh, I just saw in, uh, I think it was Toku GIFs, um, or whatever on Twitter, where they do GIFs from Tokusatsu, um, they showed a original Gridman uh, clip, and what was in there was this, the, like, Netscape that uh, all the action happens on in that show, I believe, um, so that was pretty neat. Uh, let's see. So, terrible to great overall story. So, I mean, I guess I don't like talking about the, uh, I don't like doing recaps for the episodes, but I want to mention some events that happened. So, uh, Yuta stabbed, he's taken to the hospital, and nobody's phones are working, the internet's working, everything's breaking down. It turns out it's probably because the scenery kaiju were destroyed. Um, Alexis Carib pushes, uh, <laughs> uh, the god of this world, um, which is a fascinating concept that to explore, I guess. Um, to uh, he pushes her, he pushes Akane Shinjo to make more kaiju, and she tells him that she doesn't want to. And he does this cool tropey thing of bringing back uh, past kaiju. Um, it reminds me of like the eleventh or twelfth episode of Common Rider, where um, all these kaiju end up, or all these uh, kaijin end up coming back. That the writer's already defeated, and uh, he's got to beat them all over again. I think they're... I don't know if it's the first time they're being led by Lizardon. I don't know if they're being led by Lizardon, and that's his first episode, or if Lizardon comes back, too, because Lizardon has this, like, atomic ball or whatever that he steals from this, um, like, atomic plant, I think, and um, uh, the writer, uh, you know, Hongo, ends up kicking it at uh, the group of the guys together and destroys them all at once with this, uh, you know, powerful kick, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, he, like, Ryder kicks the ball, uh, and it hits, uh, Lizardon, who, uh, Lizardon had actually been a soccer player, and, uh, he was picked for his powerful, amazing kicking ability, but it reminded me of how Grid Knight was, like, grouping the people together, or the kaiju together, and then destroying them with, uh, like, the Grid Knight circle, or, or whatever he was using, uh, and how neat that was, so, um, yeah, so, that was cool, uh, I thought it was really funny, the way that they played the redemption arc for Anti, he comes into the hospital where Yuta is, and um, uh, I think uh, it's it's uh, Utsumi who has you know genre savvy. It's like, what are you here for redemption? Uh, are you here to apologize? And he's like, what's apologize? Um, I'm just here to well, and and he 
makes the sentiment clear that he wants to atone for uh, all the destruction he's wreaked. And there's kind of a really interesting interplay with him and Utsumi, where Utsumi is saying, like, like chiding himself for having enjoyed watching Gridman fight. And um, he, you know, like accuses uh, Anti of crushing all these people under his feet as he's, you know, Anti and attacking Gridman and stuff. And he's like, well, if I had to watch my feet, I wouldn't be able to fight. And uh, Utsumi's really furious with him. And then he realizes that all along he'd been cheering on Gridman fighting the kaiju when, you know, cars are getting knocked around and things are getting destroyed and people ostensibly are being killed uh, as collateral damage in these fights. And it's just that the kaiju are resetting everything so that, um, you know, those people who aren't the targets of, of uh, you know, Shinjo's rage or whatever at the moment, you know, they're not the reason – or people who are unrelated to why she created the kaiju, it seems like their lives are restored um, versus everybody else, uh, you know, anyone who is her specific target is killed. And – um, it's interesting because I, I kind of started off the show relieved that this was happening in like a digital world and that things were being reset because I was really happy that all these innocent civilians weren't being murdered or, or you know, not murdered, but because that murder is a very specific word for me. They weren't being killed. Uh, and I thought that's pretty cool that the show is keeping it clean and it's just like, oh, it's limited to the scope of, you know, who Akane is mad at. And uh, the damage is all reset. That's really neat. Um, and th I had theorized that instance ab reaction was something that allowed that to happen. That reality was kind of fractured or fragmented, and there was like a, you know, pocket dimension or whatever where the fighting happened, and then it closed out. This copy of their world closed out, um, and then it was all brought back uh, to normal, so to speak, afterwards. But um, yeah, it's uh, not really well. That still could be the case, but. Um, now that those uh, scenery kaiju have been destroyed, uh, nothing's getting reset, and the infrastructure is falling or failing in the town. Um, and I, I saw an interesting sign. It looks like so they are in Tokyo. Uh, I didn't realize that because I don't know geography that well in general, and I definitely don't know geography in a country I've never been to uh, well enough to know that they were supposed to be in Tokyo. So um, I think all I would know is Shinjuku and uh, like the Shinjuku Tower. That's the only thing I'd recognize pretty much. Um, and maybe, like, the Tokyo Tower, which is, like, the mini Eiffel Tower, red and white, right? I think, guys? Anybody? Anyway. Um, so, thought that was all uh, interesting stuff. But to get back to more important stuff, uh, immediate afterthoughts. Uh, I guess I was just really shocked at how chill Rika's mom is. And that's cool because she, um, like, she races from the hospital uh, back to junk shop with uh, the Neon Genesis... Uh, junior high club kids whatever and um you know they're talking to her about junk and repairing it specifically and she gives them their stuff for free and she's like well y'all bought it once already before so i mean i guess you can have it now um and like that's just just a weird weird thing where and she's like uh like you know auntie comes into the room and she just kind of uh reacts to him with no reaction because, like, everybody else knows him, except for Utsumi. Um, everybody else seems to know him, and they're all, uh, you know, dealing with him or whatever, and uh, she's just like, is anyone going to introduce us? I guess not. Um, and then at her at the shop, uh, you know, she gives them the thing. Oh, and then, um, you know, Yuta or, or Gridman Yuta, whatever, uh, runs into the shop, and he uh, does access Flash, and he uh, goes into the computer, and the others, the Neon Genesis, Genesis Junior High people are going to go in there and she's like, 
she just does this like really funny gesture that the animator with his she's like putting her hands up like don't let me stop you go ahead and as they go she kind of smiles and it's like a knowing smile and it just it makes me even more curious about who she is as a character and like is there some sort of different backstory with her i don't know um just because she, uh Shinjo created this world and she's the god of this world like what does that mean what what are all the definitions of it um and, like, the question of her divinity, I think, is kind of uh, highlighted this episode because she's, like, this failed god. Um, she, uh, like, tells um, Rika, uh, like, she's yelling at her and saying, like, I bet you think I'm a stupid god who can't, you know, control her own world and things like that. And, like, without the without the infrastructure kaiju there, like, everything's breaking down and the seams are all being uh, exposed. Like, you can see all the... All the joints where things are supposed to be. I mean, the sky is just, it's its the, the digital city completely open uh, and exposed. Um, there's this, like, riverbank that she's sitting near that has, uh, it's, like, digital landscape. And, um, like, she's not doing anything to cover all this stuff up anymore. And I guess, uh, you know, the fog or the, the toxic gas, nerve gas that was being released um, by her kaiju, you know, that's gone now, too. But, like, was that helping to soften people's memories and to, like... It was like a fog machine hiding, um, you know, where you could see uh, the practical stuff that's, you know, setting up this stage. I, I don't know. That's just an interesting thing. Um, so anyway, we get to this big deal. Uh, like, everybody leaves the hospital room. Uh, Utsumi's the only one who's there. And, uh, oh, one fun thing I thought was Bohr asked him, like, hey, if this were the Ultra Series, like, what would happen next? Um, and that's when, uh, <laughs> that's when Auntie walks in and starts his whole thing. And then he basically says, like, look, I'm not trying to be a good guy necessarily, but I'm going to be Grid Knight, I guess, um, because I've done wrong and I don't want to do wrong and I don't want to let the wrong that I did stand and, uh, you know, not, like, basically I want to make amends for what I've done in the past. And there you go. So he goes out and he's fighting and, um... It's all really cool. Um, you know, it's all cool, flashy stuff. But meanwhile, everybody else is gone uh, back to junk shop to try to repair um, junk so that Hibiki will wake up and all this stuff. And then we get the big reveal that all along uh, the Yuta Hibiki that's been there has been uh, Gridman residing in Yuta Hibiki. We don't know how that happened. Maybe when he came to the world, um, that's what happened. Uh, from seeing... The original Ultraman series, the first couple episodes, and from hearing people talk about Ultraman, uh, I think pretty much uh, the Ultra Man always like <laughs> doesn't kill somebody, but like um, there's somebody who's like on the edge of death, and uh, the Ultraman somehow merges with them and gives them life, and then you know that guy transforms into the giant Ultraman uh, to fight the series bosses, um, and uh, so I thought like, oh, this is funny. This is like a direct Ultraman thing. Uh, going on here, and I don't know if that's what it was like in the original Gridman show or not, um, but I just thought it was kind of cute that they were going going that way, and if that is how the original Gridman goes, then great, it's, you know, just falling in line with the uh, rest of the Ultra series, but if, if not, then I think it's even cooler. Um, so let me see. You've got, you know, cool fights going on. They're all flashy and interesting. Oh, Utsumi feels useless, and, like, he's got nothing to do, nothing to offer anybody. Um, he, he seems to feel deceived. Um, oh, you know, one really cool thing about Utsumi is that he tells uh, Auntie that he's just a normal person, like the kind that he has been stepping on all this time. Um, and 
I think it's an interesting role for him to take. And it's funny because Utsumi, besides having some knowledge about the Ultra Series um, and like pointing out the weak spot of that first Kaiju, um, I don't think he's been that helpful in battles. Um, uh, you know, as as you know, Gridman support crew, um, which which is kind of interesting. Uh, but I like the fact that he's supposed to represent like the you know otaku. Uh, I I think it's a I think he's a worthwhile character to have, I guess. And it doesn't bother me that he doesn't have much of a role, even if it bothers him. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at all the images I captured. There's just, like the show looks so ominous right now. Um, and I really appreciate that because there is a sense of foreboding that, well, if your world was falling apart the way theirs is, I bet you would uh, be pretty uh, you know, freaked out by that. And I think the show does a good job of conveying that. You know, even though the seams are being exposed, but it's meaningful and I like the effect of it. Uh, something fun is Rika's friends, Haas, and I can't remember the other one's name. They have these cool pictures that they caught of uh, Gridman and Grid, uh, Gridman, uh, full power Gridman and Grid Knight on their phones, and that's really neat. Um, let's see, wrapping up, they have an interesting conversation about. It's not Haas, it's the other one whose name I can't remember, of course. Uh, she talks about how if Rika's hiding something from them, that Rika thinks that it must be better off not said, and that she's gonna believe in her, basically, because she's her friend. And I don't know if that's directly foreshadowing or not of the interaction that Rika and Akane have. Uh, but basically, Akane, want, like, she's at this really low point, and she's got this, you know, lack of self-worth that is really sad to see. And Rika is reaching out to her as best as she can, and she's trying to form a connection with her. And I had said... Uh, pretty close to the beginning, maybe the second episode, that I think this show is going to be about connecting people. Um, and she's trying to make a genuine connection with her, and she's asking her what she thinks of her. Uh, is asking Akane what she thinks of her as a person, etc., etc., and then Alexis jumps in and interrupts them and uh, turns her into a kaiju. So, Yeah. Our final episode is going to see Gridman facing, or Gridman and Grid Knight probably, facing Akane Shinjo. I'm wondering what's going to happen with time limits because um, Anti has always had a time limit. It looked like he was at the end of his limit when Gridman showed up. Um, looked like taking on uh, uh, Caliber uh, enabled Grid Knight to have extra time somehow. It's a little unclear, but if they're doing all this fighting and then she turns into a kaiju, is this going to be like a real quick battle? Is it going to be drawn out? I don't know. I'm interested to see. But what I'm more interested to see is since she's uh, not a clay figure turned into a kaiju, will they be able to kill her in the same way? Will the fight be more difficult? Uh, will they redeem her? I'm really hoping they do redeem her. And uh, I think, I, you know, I did see something suspicious online because the Funimation dub is a week behind or maybe even two weeks now behind um, behind the uh, the simul dub is two weeks behind the release. So the show's been over for like a week or so. And uh, I just decided to stick with the subs or with the dubs um, because I wanted to. Uh, I started the show with the dub and I'm going to finish it with the dub. So uh, anyway, uh, I'm really interested to see what she turns into and I'm really hoping there's a redemption uh, but we shall see. Um, another fun, just one really silly thing. Uh, there's this great image of uh, Auntie Grid Knight fighting the... Mm, it looks like maybe it's the first kaiju. 
and the robotic one, I think, which was I think from the second episode. Yeah, it's the first kaiju. It's the first two episodes kaiju, and in there's all this black smoke in front of them. So they're in the background, and then in the foreground there's or midground there's whatever. I don't know how you say that. Uh, there's all this smoke, and then you get the image of everybody running to the right, and it's Max, Bohr, Vit, and uh, Caliber, and he's carrying Rika's mom. And it's just fun because we got to see that image played with, and uh, I thought it was so iconic the first episode, and it's cool that Trigger um, felt like calling back to it so much because, uh, I don't know, makes me feel special about picking that. Um, anyway, that's all I have to say. This was really good. I'm so excited for the ending, and uh, I hope you're uh, around to listen to me talk about it next time. And if you have any questions or comments, whatever, uh, if you want to tell me I did a terrible job uh, hosting the show, talking about Gridman, uh, let me know if you've got positive stuff to say or, or, you know, suggestions, critiques, whatever. I'd appreciate that, too. And uh, until next time, I'm going to leave you with the immortal words of Samurai Caliber. Do what you can do. Always. Mm-hmm.